We come to Malcolm's office as he's reviewing some reports. Kathy runs in. Mel! Yeah? You should see this. Did you know Corey Feldman was in all the Lost Boys movies? No. I didn't know there were multiple Lost Boys movies. I didn't know either. What a waste of money. Mal. What? You might want to see this. What is it? Kathy turns the TV on and changes the channel to Dan and Max's show. Oh my god. Why am I watching these two hacks? Rumors are flying. About what? A possible response. Ooh, I want to see this. Now, Max, I don't know if you saw, but our old colleague Malcolm has called us out. I did see that. It was so nice of him to think of us again. Well, he's moving his entire operation to the online platform and for 24-7 coverage. Well, it looks like we might have to do the same. Yeah? Yeah, but we may do things a little differently. What do you mean? Do you want to announce it? Why not? Announce what? Dan and I have been looking, and we will be moving to an online platform as well, and we think we might be looking at a better response if we go all in. So we're going to go all in to the online platforms in two weeks. We'll be giving you the YouTube channel. But for right now, the Twitter handle and Facebook handle are on the screen. Not only can you catch up with our ideas, but we want your ideas of what you would like to see when we go to the online platforms. That's right. Let's let the audience help us create this so we can continue to serve the audience and make them part of our show. I'm very excited. <laughs> Agreed. So, two weeks from tonight, we will be moving to the online platform, and I hope you will all join us. Thanks, Malcolm, for the encouragement. We'll see your challenge and raise your viewership. Let's see him beat us now. Anyway, this has been Dan. And Max. And the movies. And the movies. Kathy turns the TV off. Son of a bitch. They called you out because you called them out. Now we got ourselves a ball game. The Movie Critics, a web series created by Matthew Garland, inspired by Aaron Sorkin. Episode 9, Happy Valentine's Day. the office of Dan and Max to the bullpen as Tina and Nancy decorate the office. What is going on? We are decorating. Why? It's Valentine's Day. That's still a thing? Yes, Jim, it is a thing. And it's a big thing where you should be giving us gifts. I should be giving you girls gifts? He doesn't get it, does he? Thickhead. Why are you talking about me like I'm not in the room? Jim, you should be giving us gifts because it's Valentine's Day and it's the day where you give your best friends gifts. 
Isn't it a day about love? Yes. And don't you love your best friends? You guys are my best friends? I think he's starting to get it. The last horse crossed the finish line. Stop talking about me and don't talk to me like I'm other people. You both know that most of the time it's your significant others who give you things. So Nancy, your boyfriend, should be giving you something. And Tina, your boyfriend should be giving you something. My ex-boyfriend currently has a restraining order against him and he's not my boyfriend, he's my ex-boyfriend. And I am currently single and happy as so. That leaves you, Jim, to provide us with gifts for today. Why today? Jim. Valentine's Day, got it. So? Well, what do you guys want? No, no, no. Amateur. We don't want you to give us things we asked for. We want you to give us things we deserve. All right. Dan and Max want you to prep the graphics team for tonight's show and prepare for the posters for the movies coming out tomorrow night. Jim, you are hopeless. I see now why you are single. Who says I'm single? Come on, Jim. Fine. Which, by the way, you should ask her out. She has put a wall up around her. I can't get over it, and she won't let me in. I got a nine-foot wall around my entrance into her heart, and Mexico probably paid for it. Really? A joke? She doesn't like me. She does. I don't believe you. Believe me, she does, and she does have a good reason for pushing you away. What is it? It's not my truth, but you should take her to dinner and talk about it, because that will destroy the wall. Tina, it's not going to happen. Jim, make it happen. Jen enters. What's going on? Nothing. Just decorating. We were trying to get Jim here to buy us gifts. Why? Because it's Valentine's Day! Oh, spare me. You both hate Valentine's Day? Match made in heaven. Just gotta take that chance. Both of you shut all the way up. Staff meeting in 10, please. Do you like our decorations? Or... It's Valentine's Day. Wasn't St. Valentine executed? Well, and wasn't there this whole massacre in 1929? Well, I mean, if you're going to be all nitpicky, but these decorations... Spare me. Damn it. Ten minutes. Let's go. Dan and Max enter and go into their office. Diane steps in. Hey, guys. We're going to have a staff meeting in about ten minutes. Got it. Any word from Malcolm's side? Talk about it in the meeting. Game on. We know it's not going to be Uncle Fluffy. Diane goes into her office as she walks in and puts her stuff down, then notices that there are flowers in a vase in her office. Who did this? Everyone is going into the conference room, so no one hears her except Dan and Max. Nice flowers. Who are they from? Shut up. Tim walks by. Hey, gang. Did you do this? Do what? These things in my office. These things? You mean these lovely flowers that are shimmering in the light from the beautiful sun on the windowsill? Yeah. Diane picks them up and opens the window and throws them out. Well, 
I thought they were beautiful. Yeah, I like them. Beautiful to say the least. Shut up and get out now. No, not you, Tim. Uh, we tried, man. Good luck. Dan and Max exit. Yes. Why? Why not? We're not married anymore. Not technically. What? Not technically. It was the fastest divorce. I was there. You sure it was official? What are you talking about? Just saying. Don't try to win back my affection. Just don't. Oh, we both know that's what's going to happen. Shut up. Staff meeting. Yeah. Diane walks into the conference room as Tim watches her go and smirks. Then he enters. In the conference room, everyone is sitting around the table and Sam enters with Phil and Sandy in tow. All right. So last night, we officially made our announcement, which means that the next two weeks are going to be busy. You all will be working two jobs. The first, to do our show. And the second, to get the online platform ready. It's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of focus too, so I want everyone to make sure they know what they are in for. The one thing is that Tina's idea is still gonna be implemented, but we are keeping that a secret on what we will actually do. This gives us the upper hand against Malcolm. Uh, Jen found Malcolm's response on his website. Really? Yeah, here. Thank you so much for finding it, Jen. Jen hands Diane the piece of paper with Malcolm's statement on it. I quote, those two assholes are going to think twice that they decided to declare war on me. All right, we didn't declare war. I know. We didn't declare war. I know, duly noted. Anyway, these two assholes are going to think twice that they decided to declare war on me. I am upping my output and I am increasing the number of stories and celebrity items I will cover. The world of celebrity will be mine to control and own, and they will not even be given scraps at the table. Like any other dog, they will have to beg for their food, and they will be going hungry. What the fuck? I know. Seriously? What. The. Fuck. It's bad. It's bad writing. Man. No! Minus his cult of followers, he is going to lose all of his supporters and new subscribers. We are going to win the day. I mean, he said he is going to increase the celebrity stories he's going to do. Uh, hello? We are movie critics, not fucking Ryan Seacrest. What's the difference? You cover celebrity gossip sometimes. When? Name the episode and the timestamp, and I will resign right now. Guys. Dan and I, though we don't always agree on our opinions, have opinions on movies, not on what celebrity just had a baby or which celebrity is fucking the other. We talk about movies and their validity with each other. We talk about the actors and how well they're doing their roles. We talk about the actresses and if they deserve an Oscar. I don't give a shit whether or not they are in fact dating anyone. What does this have to do with the show? We are going to do a show that has class and gravitas, and we are not going to get into a bitch fight with Malcolm just because he thinks these stories are interesting. 
we will review movies and talk about actors, actresses, and directors and their work. Maybe we'll throw in a writer or a composer, but we are not doing Gwen's New Child or what Beyonce ate at the fucking Vanity Fair Gala. You know something, Sam? They're right. We need to counteract this statement by doing our show and doing it with quality and not doing bullshit pieces. You know what? You're right. Looking at that statement and then hearing you makes me proud of the show we're going to do. Again, it's going to take work and a lot of it. Phil, how are we with the system? System looks good. We have a few more bugs to eliminate, but uh, congratulations. You're now in the 21st century. I did have to drag you all through the 19th and the 20th first, but you know. Anyway, just a few more bugs to fix. Like what? Well, user comments are coming up in Spanish and the description of the videos are coming up in French. So we're going to fix that? No, we think the audience should be bilingual. Sandy. We are fixing it. Also, a few more things with the video. That's right, Tim, how does the video look? as beautiful as Diane. What? Nothing. The picture's going to be perfect. I'm adjusting a few lights afterwards, and Tina is giving me a hand with making sure the cuts and cues work like they usually do. All right. How are the shows coming? We have a few ideas for the shows. I'm working with Jen and Jim on that. We are looking at a few spotlights on directors and their movies. We are looking at making sure new directors have a window to get seen and heard. How do you guys feel about interviewing smaller indie directors who haven't gotten mainstream attention yet? As long as their movies are good, I'm in. Uh, let's get some writers too. A lot of these screenwriters work for shit and don't get any attention unless they win an Oscar or Akiva Goldsman. We are working on that. And Jen has a list of some of the most underrated movies of all time. So we can start a show highlighting movies that people missed. I love that. I, I want to make sure segments are done so we can also show that not every movie is the same. Jen had another good idea. Go ahead, Jen. It was nothing, but what about a segment about famous partnerships? I love that, like Spielberg and Williams. Or Burton and Elfman and Hitchcock and Herman, or even Catherine Stewart. I love that. Or Rodgers and Hammerstein. That was a musical, not movies. They wrote songs for movies too. Yes, they did. Uh, fine. Good, good. Take that to Tina and Nancy. We can also do a segment about foreign films. Like what? No, my favorite movie has always been Cinema Paradiso. It's a brilliant film and it's in Italian. You don't think people will have difficulty with subtitles? Not our audience. I love it. These are great. And like I said, as long as you are all ready for the work ahead, we can do this. Yeah. Forget about what Malcolm wrote, which is terribly written anyway. Very antagonistic. Guys, we have a chance to do something great here. And not only one-up the competitor, but also make ourselves proud. Woo! All right, yeah. gang. Let's get to work. Everyone exits the conference room with renewed enthusiasm. Scene changes to Diane's office as a delivery person comes to the door. Mrs. Hope? 
Actually, Miss Trevor's now, but yes? I have a package for you. Please tell me you aren't a stripper. What? Did Dan and Max put you up to this? I'm just doing my job. Delivery person hands Diane a box. Happy Valentine's Day, Miss. Spare me. Diane opens it, and it's a bottle of wine and a heart locket. Diane looks at it, but immediately gets mad. Hey, morons! She's talking to us, right? Most likely. Did you two do this? We did not. You may know who did. Yeah? Uh, we can't tell you. We've been sworn to secrecy. Tim? Told you she'd figure it out. Yeah. Diane heads to the studio and finds Tim there, adjusting the lights. What are you trying to do? I don't have the foggiest idea what you are talking about. Don't play stupid. You can't pull it off. Why are you sending me gifts disguised as secret admirer gifts? I didn't do that. Yeah, you did. You have no proof. This is just like you. You can't be out in the open with your affection. You have to do it secretly, like you are a child. If you have something to say, say it to my face. Fine. The blue and orange gels are fading. We are going to need some new ones. Fine. I will get you some more. Fine. I know what you're doing. That'll be the day. Diane leaves as Tim smirks, watching her go. Scene changes to bullpen. Jen is sitting, watching Jim kind of intently. Then she goes over to Tina and attempts to be quiet. Tina? What? Can you hear me? Thank you for not sneaking up on me. I have a question. Just one? Do you think Jim is going to ask me out? No. No? No, he's not going to ask you out. How do you know? Because you already pushed him away. I was afraid of that. Well, when you put a wall around yourself to protect yourself, nine out of 10 times, the person trying to scale that wall gives up if they don't have some sort of rope to hang on to. So I didn't drop any rope. You gave him some rope, but he hung himself with it. That's depressing. That's life. So he's not asking me out. Unless he's changed his mind in the last week. No, this is good. He deserves better than me. You are too good for him, and you two do deserve each other. And I know that sounds insulting, but you know what I mean. Thank you. Maybe you will someday. Jen goes back to her desk. Tina looks over at Jim and tries to give him a look like, ask her out. Jim takes a deep breath and walks over to Jen. Diane walks by. Jen, great idea for segments. Keep them coming. Thank you. Hey, Jen, do you have those international numbers for the new Transformers movie? They are getting compiled now. Maybe another 10 minutes? Thank you. Jim? Yeah. Why have you been pushing me to say my ideas? Because they're good, and the bosses should hear them. But what if they were bad ideas? They weren't. They were good ideas, and you shouldn't be afraid to voice your opinion. 
clearly they love them, so they aren't as bad as you may think they are. Anyway, transformer numbers? Yeah, in a few. Cool. Jim starts to go back to his desk. Roman Holiday was on last night. Jim says nothing but looks back to Jen. Roman Holiday was on last night on TCM. I, I know. I, um, I watched it. It's one of my favorite movies. One of the best debuts in history for Hepburn. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, listen, this is crazy, but I was thinking that maybe sometime you, um, you might want to go out to dinner with me on purpose. Are you asking me out? Yeah. Jen looks over at Tina, who's pretending to not be listening. Well, I... No. No. No, no, you, you don't want to go out with me for dinner sometime on purpose. No. Okay. Um, but you'll have those numbers? Ten minutes. Thank you. Jim walks away sadly. Tina walks over to Jen as if to make sure that Jim didn't see her. You told me he wasn't going to ask me out. I may have been mistaken, but what about you? You said no. Yeah, I got scared. Because you don't think you're good enough for him. Yeah, and I really like him. I don't want to mess it up. The only messed up thing you have done so far is to not say yes to him. Tina walks away as Jen looks over at Jim. Max is in his office. Dan is pacing. Do you think a joke should have had the dangling participle in it? I think someone a long time ago told you you could write comedy and you believe them ever since. Diane runs into their office. Which one of you did this? You're gonna have to be more specific. A stack of DVDs from all kinds of romantic comedies and a copy of the Sarah Bareilles book, Sounds Like Me. Hmm, I do not know who this was, but there are clues in here. There are clues in here. Maybe it's a riddle. I am in no mood for this. Why do you look a gift in the face and- Tim, we aren't good at this keeping secrets thing. You think? Diane goes running into the studio as Tim is adjusting the cameras. This has gone far enough. Oh God. You are not fooling me. You are not fooling anyone. What is your intent? Today is Valentine's Day, which is February 14th. And what magical thing happened on this day? What in the wide, wide world of sports are you talking about? I'll give you a hint. It happened 10 years ago on this day. 10 years ago on February 14th. Yes. I'm at a loss. Our anniversary. Okay. First off, we are divorced. Not technically. Second, you cheated on me. 
I did. And third, our anniversary, which is no longer our anniversary, is on... Go on. Our anniversary, which is no longer our anniversary, is on... We got married on Valentine's Day? We were supposed to get married the day before. But it rained, and you thought it would be a bad omen to get married in the rain. To say nothing of the fact that you would spend quite a lot on your wedding dress. February 14th is our anniversary. It's also the anniversary of our first date. It's also the anniversary of your grandmother being born. Your favorite grandmother. What are you getting at? Yes. I fucked up and cheated on you. I admit that, but I'm trying to make up for it. Remembering our anniversary after we have already been divorced doesn't count. Diane, I never signed the papers. We aren't divorced. You've been paying me alimony. It's not alimony. The letter from the court wasn't a letter from the court. I'm trying to make it right what I did wrong. We've had a lot of ups and downs, but I will tell you our anniversary, I never forgot. But it was the greatest day of my life. And I'm not asking you to be my wife again or forgive me. I'm just telling you that, well, I still love you and that's on me, not on you. So, all the gifts? Happy anniversary. Tim goes back to work and Diane is kind of speechless as she exits. Back to the bullpen as Nancy goes over to Jim. Did you ask Jen out? Yeah. How'd it go? Like I just smashed my face through glass. I'm sorry. Why do you think she said no? She doesn't like me, contrary to your belief. So why did you do it? Jim just looks at Nancy. Because you do have a thing for her. Yeah. So why did you ask her out even if you thought she would say no? I like her. Yeah. Nancy thinks for a second and then walks over to Max's office. Max? Hey, Nancy. I'm going to do something right now, and I don't want you to get scared. Do you have a gun or something? Nancy walks over and kisses Max on his cheek. What was that for? Happy Valentine's Day. What's going on? Max, I like you, and I want to know if you'll go out with me. What about that fucktard I called the police on? Gone. What about the show? Do you not think we can be together while we work here? It may be difficult. Look, Max, you are awesome and I really dig you. And if you asked me out, I would 100% answer yes. Okay, uh, let's talk about this more just between us, please. Okay. Dan enters. What's going on? Nancy was just letting me know that, um, 
Aaron Sorkin is working on a new TV show. <laughs> it's about time. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Max. Nancy leaves, but looks back at Max without Dan noticing, and Max looks back at her. Nancy walks to her desk with a smile on her face as Jen notices. Jen thinks for a second and walks over to Jim's desk. Can we talk? Sure. Not here. Jen looks around. Follow me. Jen walks out of the door very obviously as Jim follows behind her. Tina watches and motions to Nancy to go over to the door and listen. What's up? Why did you ask me out? Why did I ask you out? Yes, why? I wanted to. You weren't pressured to do so? Pressured? Like, did two other women force you out of pity? Is that what you think of me? Jim. Do you want the truth? Of course. I've had a crush on you ever since you walked into the office two years ago. I've spent most of my time trying to learn about you. I know that you have an older brother and that you love D&D and that your favorite color is blue and that you have a wonderful relationship with your mother and not such a great one with your father. I obviously know you love old movies and you're really smart and awesome, but I also know that you don't think very highly of yourself. And I'm not volunteering ideas you tell me in secret because I feel I need to push you. They're good ideas and you are incredibly smart and astute. And I not only like that, but I respect that. Why did you ask me out? I asked you out because I wanted to. I like you. And I thought maybe you would like me and we could spend some time outside of work going to a movie or going to dinner or ice skating. We live in LA. All right, so no ice skating, but I thought maybe we could spend our time doing fun things or just talking. You didn't do it out of pity? I did it because I like you. That's the only reason. It's, it's okay if you don't feel the same way. But don't think I can be easily pressured into something like that. I made the decision for myself and of my own free will. I like you, Jen. And that's why I asked you out. You don't, you don't think you'd get bored with me? What? You don't think you'd get tired of me? I'm not very interesting. I pretty much talk about the same stuff all the time, and the things I say are sometimes not worth listening to anyway. I'm not very pretty, and I'm not very articulate sometimes, hence why you've been pushing me to say things in meetings. I don't think I'm good enough for anyone, and someone like you who is so wonderful and nice, I'm afraid you'd lose interest and then tell me so and just decide to leave. What happened to you previously? Did some asshat really drop your confidence so much you don't realize how amazing you are? You are funny, you are smart, and you are very beautiful, and you are a great catch and any man would be lucky to have you. You are amazing, and if you did go out with me, I would consider myself very lucky and honored to catch your affection. Listen, it's okay if you don't believe me, but I'm telling the truth. You're wonderful. 
And you're definitely worth anyone's time and listening to. I asked you up because I wanted to, because you're a wonderful woman and it isn't going to be a fling. I don't do one night stands. I want something real. I have to get back to work. Jim walks back into the office as Jen stands outside thinking. We find Dan sitting in his office at his desk. He then gets up and walks down to the computer lab. When he enters, Sandy is cleaning up her stuff. You don't have to clean up your stuff. Bill is going to finish up the work. The major stuff has been done can still work here. We both know that's not what you want. You know what I want now. I'm staying with my mother. I'll be by tomorrow while you're here and I'll pack up some stuff. Probably take a few days. Sandy. Don't say anything. Just say that you understand what I'm saying. Sandy! Just say you understand. I understand. Good. Sandy exits with the box of her stuff as Dan watches her go. Tim is in the studio finishing up some work and getting ready to leave. Diane enters and she has a single rose. What's this? It's a rose, dum-dum. Well, it was going to mean more before you started name-calling. No, you cheated on me and broke my heart. I know. What you did today, it was very sweet. I also realized I never really said I was sorry. Really? For cheating, that is. Yeah, I, I got that. Anyway, I'm going to head out. Have a good night. Want to grab something over at Monaghan's? What? Well, I, I usually go over there by myself, but I would be okay with some company. Sure. Happy anniversary to you. Tim and Diane leave together as Jim stands up and grabs his messenger bag. Jen walks up to him. Heading home? Yeah. Can I walk with you? Sure. Hey, Jim? Yeah. Thank you for saying all that. I meant it. I know. Jim extends his arm to Jen and Jen takes his hand. Jen and Jim walk off together. T Tina 
and Nancy watched them go. Wow, you were right. Nancy takes 10 bucks out of her pocket and hands it to Tina. Tina goes back to work as Max exits his office and motions to Nancy to walk with him. They walk out together as Dan comes back up from the computer lab. Hold my calls. Dan goes into his office and sits down. He takes off his wedding ring and puts it in his desk drawer, along with a picture of Sandy. The Movie Critics, a web series. Created by Matthew Garland. Inspired by Aaron Sorkin. Episode nine, Happy Valentine's Day. Written by Matthew Garland. Directed by Amanda Hurley. Executive produced by Matthew Garland, Amanda Hurley, and Megan Garland. Starring Andrew Quinney as Daniel Bloom, Patrick McCormick as Max Stern, Rachel Barros as Diane Hope, Anne-Marie King as Tina News, Amelia Smith as Jennifer Reel, Emma Kennedy as Nancy Till, Matthew Garland as Jim Henry, Chris Rose as Tim Hope, and John Workman as Sam Spencer. Guest starring... Keegan Hannon as Malcolm Quinn, Mindy Pierce as Kathy Kearns, James Caffarella as Phil Dockett, Victoria Isotti as Sandy Bloom, Jennifer Onello as Delivery Person. Mm-hmm.